I'd like to try, Be'ezus Hashem, to review a few basic elementary perspectives on Tshuva. Imagine the following snapshot. Someone is bent over, maybe Mincha Erev Yom Kippurim, maybe it's already Yom Kippurim, saying the Vidoy, saying the Alchait, maybe he's up to the Alchait, Shafatan Sanatha Baloshan Hora, and what's running through his mind, again, crouched over, fist to heart, is that Lashon Hora is something cheap, it's something vulgar, something debasing, and I really have to cease and desist. Anything missing in, in, in that picture? Is there anything that, that, that should be present in that snapshot of Vidui which isn't there? So of course, all those associations and all those characterizations <coughs> are entirely correct. But Bukhara, there is something very fundamental missing. The Rambam, the beginning of Parag quoting his understanding and giving his presentation of the Gemara Yuma, illustrating Tshuva, the Rambam says, Ketzad harishabo al-isha ba'averu la'achazman nisyachid imav hu omed ba'ahavasu ba'u v'koach gufo u'bimedina sh'ovar ba'u piresh v'lo'avar zeru ba'al tshuva gemura. If a person finds himself in identical circumstances, previously he had been nechshal, previously he had sinned in these circumstances, and then everything is the same. Everything is constant. The only variable is that he's done tshuva, and when he finds himself in the same situation again, so he's miskaber al yitzro. He's not nechshal. So that's a tshuva gemura. At the same stage of life, the same age, the same stage. And the Rambam's proof text, the, the, the postdoc that the Rambam associates again with doing tshuva at the same age, the same stage of life, the postdoc from Kohelis, if Rahman al-Islam, the Avera happened in one's youth, so then let the tshuva happen then as well. But where's the postdoc talking about tshuva? So it's clear, the Pasuk says, It's clear the Rambam is telling us that there's a very fundamental equation here. That tshuva means to remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what tshuva is in the Pasuk. That's what tshuva is. That same equation that the Rambam presents again in maybe one of the most famous halachas uh, in all of Echos Tshuva, when he talks about the remnants of Tzkiya Shofar in Perigimel, that the Tzkiya Shofar is a wake-up call, Uru Uru Yishenim Mishenastem, Hakitzne Nirdomim Itadamastem, awaken from your sleep, be aroused from your slumber, V'chipsu B'Maasechem, scrutinize your actions, V'chizru B'Tshuva, V'zichru Barachem. Tshuva means to remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
What's missing in that snapshot of the person crouched over, fist to heart, with the associations of Al-Khayt, the associations with Lashon Hara, they're all correct. They're all correct. But what's missing is the focus on, on Zechir HaSabore. Sometimes, because correctly, we, we've, we've inculcated within ourselves that an Avera is wrong, so sometimes the Tshuva focuses on the Avera, and the Avera almost is spun off, almost takes a, a life unto itself, and that's what the Ramam says, the essence of Tshuva is remembering HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is true because the equation that tshuva equals uzechores barecha reflects another fundamental equation. The Gemara Brachos tells us that that haoset varaveru, so a person is guilty of achman letzlan of an averu, who misbayish bo is mochum no al kolav anosa. A person achman letzlan is guilty of an averu. And then he has a sense of shame. So, in the, in the merit of that the sense of shame, so all his sins are, are forgiven. The Rambam, based on, on the Psukim, enough, Toshtiv and Achlamtik, the Vidoi, the bare essentials of a Vidoi have to include, a person has to be able to say to the Vivamashalolam that not only Nechanti, not only do I have a sense of regret and remorse, but boshti as well. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. Why is busha so critical to the to, to the vidui? Why is it that kolham is bayish is mochum lo? I'll call it anosav. What am I ashamed about? Most of uh, most of my averus happen in private. People are unaware of most of my averus. So what am I ashamed about? So clearly, the sense of busha is before Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and that's what Rabbi Yona writes in Shari Tshuva that. Virtually every Avera, we're not talking about uh, the, the cases where uh, a, a person is, uh, is a Tinoch Shanishba, a person uh, wasn't in a position to know any better, leaving that, uh, that exceptional case aside. Virtually every Avera, so there's a different Yetzirah, but whatever the Yetzirah is, if a person were aware of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching him, so that Yetzirah would have been squelched. The person would have been suppressed. The person would have felt inhibited from doing the Avera. A person may have a Yetzirah to cheat on an exam. It may be a very strong Yetzirah, and it could be that the Yetzirah is stronger than whatever scruples he should have about being honest and having integrity. But if he knows that the proctor is staring right at him, so then even if he doesn't have the, the strongest scruples, he's not going to cheat. If the proctor is staring right at him, a person doesn't, doesn't cheat. If the person cheats on the exam, so it not only reflects that, again, his, his scruples about honesty and integrity are lacking, but it also means that he didn't know that the proctor, he forgot that the proctor is watching him and that the proctor sees that, 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 that he's cheating. That's why Ben Yonah writes that, every, that a chayt means that aims the Allah because Hayos Hashem is Baruch Rachot Mikel Yosef. That a Kaddish Baruch who is not on a person's radar screen. 
So because there is this fundamental equation between Chait and Rahman al-Islam, Shechachas Hashem, between Chait and Shechachas Habarei, that's why, commensurate, accordingly, there is this fundamental equation between Shuva and Zechiras Habarei. Perhaps a, a, another perspective. The Rambam continues in Perik Beis. After illustrating tshuva, now he gives us a, uh, a, a practical and, and conceptual definition. tshuva, what is tshuva? The chote uh, abandons the sin. The yisirenu mimachshavto, he uh, removes it from, from his thought. The yigmor beliba shaloya sehuot. And he resolves never ever to uh, commit the chait again. V'chein, skipping the Rambam's uh, proof text, V'chein yisnachim al she'ova, a person also has a sense of regret and remorse about the past. V'yoyed olav yodeyat halumos, and a person invites HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be a witness to that sense of resolve. Shalom yoshev l'zeh ha'chait la'olam. Then the Rambam adds and concludes the halacha v'tzarech lehisvados b'svasa v'loma inyanos elu shagamer beliba. And a person also has to say vidui. It's not uh, doesn't suffice that all this plays out uh, internally within one's heart, but a person has to articulate it as well. The question is why the Rambam mentions this here. The requirement for vidui. The truth is the Rambam told us about the requirement of vidui back in Parak Aleph before he ever defined Shuvah. And already there, the Rambam said that a person has to say, So the Rambam's already told us about the uh, obligation to, to say Vidui. He doesn't seem to be adding anything new here in Perak Beis. If anything, it's a little confusing. He doesn't seem to repeat everything that he mentioned in, in Perak why does the Rambam repeat here in Perik Beis the need for Vidui? Something that he already stated very, very clearly in the beginning of Perik Aleph. So apparently what the Rambam is communicating is that in Perik Aleph, however one understands, however, whatever one's position on uh, on, on the age-old question of what the Rambam thinks the relationship between uh, Vidui and Shuva is, whether Vidui is uh, the, the independent mitzvah, or whether, or whether Vidui and, and, and Shuva are the same mitzvah, but either way, in Perak Aleph, the Vidui, again, either an independent mitzvah or is some kind of formal accompaniment to Shuva. There's the Shuva, Kishayasa, Shuva, Vyashu Mecheto, Chayim Lezvados. Two, again, whatever their relationship in terms of minyan or mitzvahs, two discrete entities. There's the tshuva and there's the vidui. Now in Perik Beis, the Rambam is telling us that the vidui is not only, again, some kind of distinct, distinct co-mitzvah, but the vidui is integral to the tshuva itself. That without the vidui, the tshuva itself isn't complete. And, and, and to try to 
explain what that means. We're not going to go so much into the practical ramifications of that, but to try to explain what that means, so can consider the following. The, the story is told that I believe of Ibsal Salantur. He was talking to someone about the, the Mid of Bitachat. And he was talking to him about if a person really, really Bukhalibo, Bukhomafshav has betachen, that HaKadosh Baruch is going to do something. So in the schus of that betachen, HaKadosh Baruch will take it to live. Asayi ritzoncha k'ritzona, k'deshi yasayi ritzoncha k'ritzona k'ritzoncha. The person really, really, b'chol libo, b'chol nafsho, believes that HaKadosh Baruch is going to come through, he'll come through. And Yusuf Salanta tells him, go buy a lottery ticket. And if you believe, mamish, you have real betachen, you'll win the lottery. The guy goes, spends his dollar, buys, buys the lottery ticket, the jackpot is uh, a, a million dollars. So himself Salam to says to him, so you bought the lottery ticket. You have the you have the token you're gonna win? Yeah. You really have the token you're gonna win? Yeah. So himself Salam to let let's, uh, a few moments elapse. I don't know whether they're talking about something else or just uh, the silence for a few minutes. Then himself Salam to turns to him and says, I'll give you a thousand dollars for the lottery ticket. Okay, he says, Deal? Here it is, Rebbe. So Yusuf Salanta says to him, what happened to the betachen? I thought you were sure that you were going to win. You're going to win the lottery. The ticket's worth a million dollars. Why are you willing to sell it to me for a thousand dollars? So what, what's, the, what's the point of the story? The point of the story is that, that uh, whoever this person was what was a liar and, and, uh, and was fabricating and, and, uh, and just posturing, and that when Rabbi Salanter had asked him whether or not he had betachan, so he was, uh, again, he was fabricating. No. He thought he had betachan. He thought he had betachan. When, when dealing with mitzvah shabalev, it's very easy for a person to fool himself. It's very easy for us to, to fool ourselves. The person, he thought he had betachan. He wasn't, he wasn't lying to lie to himself, Salanta. No Jew is going to stand in front of himself, Salanta, and, and, uh, and, and knowingly, intentionally say anything but the truth. He thought he had betachen. But what Yusuf Salanta was trying to teach him a lesson, not only about betachen, but about self-awareness. And that you think you do, but then you see, if, if there's a price, if, if, once the, the, if once the bidding goes up to $1,000, you're ready to sell, so then the betachen isn't really there. Sometimes we can honestly, honestly, but mistakenly, think that, you know what? I've really resolved not to do this faith again. I'm really determined not to do this faith again. A person can honestly think that. So then comes the halach and tells them, okay, so, so stand up, lift me hakel baruchu, and say it. Say it. Say that, nichamti, and say that, la'olam So now all of a sudden, again, the person, honest, honest, right? We know it's honest because, at least I know, I, I, I see the person in the mirror. The, 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 the person honestly felt that, that he had that determination of the Olam Eni But now he's told, okay, so say it to the Ibn Shalom. And of course, we're aware 
So comes Allah and says, you know why Not only because, as in Parik Aleph, there's a formal mitzvah's vidui, either independent or which accompanies tshuva, but which is distinct. Distinct from that chayyav But you should also be aware that the tshuva itself to ensure that, that the person is really, really doing the tshuva, that he's not fooling himself, that he's not like Rabbi Shah Salanta's uh, friend with, with the lottery ticket, a person has to be ready to say the and in truth, that's the thrust of this entire halacha. The previous requirement as well, that Again, what the halacha says is, it, it doesn't want us to rely on our own initial self-perception, on our own initial self-awareness, but it says again, invite HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Again, and obviously no coincidence that, that, uh, that in this context, the Rambam refers to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Yodea Talumos, the one who knows what's hidden, who knows our innermost thoughts, who knows just how deeply rooted those thoughts go, and how, and how, how complete that determination is or is not. So, Yoyed Allah Yodea Talumos. Invite HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person has to be ready to invite HaKadosh Baruch Hu to attest to the fact that his resolve is really a hundred percent, that his determination is really a hundred percent. In the next Allah, the Raman quotes from the Gemara in, in Tainus, I think, that the Gemara uses Tvila uh, in a mikvah as, as a metaphor for the combination of Tshuva uh, and Vidui. And the Raman says that Kol Hamizvadu B'Dvarim V'Logomer B'Libo Lazov Harezet Doma L'Tovo V'Sharetz B'Yadav. The same way, if a person goes into the mikveh and he's holding on to the source of tumah, so what's the tefillah and the mikveh going to do for him? So so too, if a person is, as it were, holding on to the chayt because his determination is not there. So then the combination of vidui and shuva is, uh, is, is lacking, is, 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 is incomplete. Could be that there's an additional dimension to using, to employing tvila as, as a metaphor for vidui and shuva. There is a comment that I think from the Val Shem Tov The Val Shem Tov says, what's the Indian of mikveh? He says, the Indian of mikveh is that a person can't do it partially, a person can't do it half-heartedly, a person is either 100% in the mikveh or, or it's nothing. If there's one, one here floating above, uh, above the water, so it doesn't help that, uh, that, that I was 99.99% immersed in the mikveh. A person has to be 100% immersed in the mikveh. That's what Baal Shem Tov says. That, that's what the Indian of, of, of the mikveh is. Yitachah and the Chazal have this in mind as well in the metaphor 
of, of Tvila b'mikva is a metaphor for, for tshuva. The Pasuk in, in, in Parshas uh, Nitzavim, the, the Parsha that was mentioned in, in the introductory remarks, so the, the, the Pasuk that the Ramban says is being cross-referenced, which is the, the antecedent to Kiya Mitzvah Azos. So the Torah says, V'shavta ad and then I forget the next few words, B'chol levav chol nafshecha. The Torah says that tshuva is b'fichol v'lvav chol asasa. It is something very much within our grasp, but the Torah says it's not something that a person can accomplish half-heartedly. It's something that a person can accomplish be'ezus Hashem, but it has to be b'chol evil b'chol nafsho. The same way a person can't go partially to the mikvah, Person has to be totally, uh, totally immersed, so totally submerged in the mikvah. So, so too to, to, to do tshuva, to be able to to say to Baruch to go on the record with 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 the Rivama Shalolam, it'll olam any chosa that nichamti uboshti to be able to be made olav yodeat halunos. So that's like a tefila b'mikvah. It's what the Torah says. It, it's something that has to be done b'chol libo b'chol nafsho. Other mitzvahs, it's not ideal, not, not optimal by any, any stretch of the imagination, but we can get away with uh, sort of uh, half-hearted measures. So I eat matzah. Okay, so maybe even if you hold mitzvahs tzuchas kavana, maybe since it's a mitzvah achila, maybe it doesn't need kavana at all, and even if it needs kavana, so the Mishnah Guru says that when you need kavana lotzeis, it's enough to have kavana at the beginning of the mitzvah. You can do things uh, half-heartedly. Tshuva can't be accomplished half-heartedly. Tshuva is something that a person has to reach down deep, b'chol libo, b'chol nafsho, in order to do tshuva. Why is it that, that sometimes, sometimes we have a sense that maybe we are being a little half-hearted about, uh, about our tshuva? So maybe let's take a look at, the, at uh, yet another halachi here in Parik Beis. The Rambam, again, quoting and interpreting the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah of Dalet Dvarim Mekarim Zadino Shaladam, that four things can uh, cause an, 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 an edict to be, uh, to be ripped up, to be discarded. So the way the Rambam interprets the Gemara, Midake HaTshuva, a lifestyle of Tshuva. Tshuva isn't a distinct moment. It's not uh, a moment. It's not ten minutes during a service you made Tshuva or on Yom Kippur. But it's a, it's a lifestyle. Maybe it's ten minutes which catapults a person into that lifestyle. But the Tshuva is a lifestyle. Midake HaTshuva, Lios HaShav Tzoek Tamid Lifne Hashem Bifchiyuv Sachanunem. This is one of the Daladvarim Tzaka, one of the Daladvarim Tzaka, excuse me, Tzaka, Tzaka, Tzedaka, Shini Hashem, Shini Maisa. So the Rambam begins with Tzaka. And the Rambam again depicts not a one time Tzaka, not a one time Geshrai, uh, not a one time uh, scream to the Rambam Shalom, but the Rambam says the person is Tzaka, Tamid, Lifnei Hashem, Bivchiyuv Sachanunim. That a person is constantly, tearfully supplicating Hakadosh Baruch Hu. A person doesn't cry about anything casual. We only cry when there's very, very deep 
uh, emotion. A person can care, but it still doesn't move us to tears. To be moved to tears has to be something which really penetrates very, very deeply. What the Rambam is depicting here is that a person experiences hate. In doing tshuva, we experience hate as a real ace tzara. We experience it as, as, as a personal crisis. If it's going to move us to tears, again, only the most intense emotional experience translates in, in, into bachi, into tears. There's an awareness that, that hate eclipses everything else. What, what, whatever, whatever material hatzlocha that, 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 that a person has and whatever prosperity and whatever olam hazadika blessing that HaKadosh Baruch has given a person but if a person is, is besmirched, if a person is sullied by faith, it's something that a person experiences as a tzara. So deeply, so intensely, that it translates into tzorek tomid, constantly tzorek tomid, lift Hashem, b'vchiyu sachanunim. In order to do tshuva b'chol leiv, b'chol nefesh, we have to experience hate as a tzorah. We have to experience hate as Abanosechem Hoyum Avdilim Beinechem Uvein Elokechem, the Pasuk the Rambam quotes later. We have to experience that as something which distances us from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as, as, as something which, which contradicts our entire raison d'etre. It contradicts our, what we're here for. What life is all about. There's nothing casual, there's nothing self-contained about chait. When chait, when the, the awareness of chait is experienced as a tzara, so then a person takadas tshuva like he goes to the mikveh. He's totally immersed. It's b'chol libo, b'chol and then a person taka can get up, and then he's taka going to have such a sense of remorse and such a sense of resolve that a person will be able to be made Allah Yodea Talumas. It's clear that for real uh, effective tshuva to happen, the process involves anguish. It's a heart-rending process. Rabbi Yonah and Shari Tshuva says, we're not only talking about charata, we're talking about yoga. Again, a real sense of, of deep sorrow and anguish. Yerbabinel says that in addition to what the Chazal, what the Torah Shabbat Peh, obviously tells us that, that Vinisa means in terms of uh, and and maybe that's the mocker for the Evi Nuyim as well, or whatever the mocker is for the Evi Nuyim. But he says, additionally, on the level of Chudoshal Mikra, the Inisim is Nafshosechim of Yom Kippurim, is that a person spends the day pondering chait and doing tshuva. That's the affliction of the day. 
person spends a day thinking, going through this list, that, that's the V'inisem of Yom HaKippurim. So there is no tshuva without, without that anguish. What are, the, are, are there any checks and balances built in here that it shouldn't be uh, too depressing? That it shouldn't, Rachman uh, al be uh, be paralyzing? So in, in uh, the Kriyas HaTorah of Shabbos, so we, we, we read the Apostolic, V'chara apivov ha'yom ha'hu v'hoyo l'achol v'mutsa'uhu ra'os V'histarti fanai mehem u'mutsa'uhu ra'os rabos v'hoyo l'achol v'oma al ki e'na l'okai v'kirvi mitsa'uni ha'ra'os ha'ela So, HaKadosh Baruch tells us that on that day many, many great evils will befall them. And Kal Yisrael will say, Al ki eina lokai v'kirbi mitzahuni ha'veros ha'elah. It's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not in my midst. That's why, that, that's why all this has, has befallen me. So we would now expect, Oh, HaKaros HaChet. That's tshuva. So we would now expect HaKadosh Baruch Hu would say, Now a new chapter opens. No, what's the next verset? The next passage says, the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, Hesterpon. So the Ramban already raises the, the, the question. The Sforno has a remarkable, remarkable pshat in He says that when Klal Yisrael says, Alki ain elokai v'kirvi, they're saying so erroneously. It's not a correct diagnosis. The Alki ain elokai v'kirvi intimates that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has forsaken me. It intimates that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that the distance Rachman al-Islam created by faith is so great that I can't reach out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with tefillah, that I can't reach out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with tshuva. And because of that, that awareness, that erroneous diagnosis of Alki Enelokai doesn't spur tshuva. And that's what the Torah says, the correct understanding is not that Eine Lokai V'kirvi. No, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, again, Chet does create distance, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still, still here. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still well within, uh, within, within reach. The, the, the correct diagnosis for the, for the Mitzah, Uhu Rose, Rabbos Vitzaros, is rather the Hesterponim. Hesterponim means that Kodesh Baruch Hu is here, but with Hesterponim, as opposed to, as distinct from Al Kirbi. If a person has such an understanding, so then this one who says, then a person is, is inspired, then a person is encouraged to do tshuva. <coughs> I think that this story is told about the, about the Baal Shem Tov. But he was once traveling this time of year, and he wasn't going to be able to get back to his, his hometown for, uh, for, for Yom Kippur, for Yom Kippur. So the question uh, arose, where, amongst the various shtetlach, uh, which were within striking range, where would he spend Yom Kippur? So the Baal Shem Tov had inquiries made as to who the Bali Tefillah were, in the, in the various shtetlach. And then he was told 
that in one of the Stadlach, the Shas used to sing the Vidui. So the Hashem Tov says, oh, that, that, that's what we're going to Yom Kippur. The, the Mo'ay Nayim quotes, I, I think, I think in, in maybe in Pasha's Kisava, in, in Kimedume, in, in, in the name of the, the Baal Shem Tov, that when the Torah says, Tachas HaShaloh Avatas HaShem HaLokecha B'Simcha V'Tuz Leibav, that a person has to be Obed HaShem B'Simcha, so he quotes the Baal Shem Tov says, doesn't say anywhere that this is true of 612 of the 613 mitzvahs. All Tariyag mitzvahs, a person is supposed to be Mekayim B'Simcha. Tshuva also, a person is supposed to be Mekayim B'Simcha. How does a person Mekayim Tshuva B'Simcha? So the answer is, yes, simultaneously, Moshe Lema'a Dova Let's say you have a person, Achman Litzlan, receives a very, very serious diagnosis from the doctor. It's a diagnosis which, which fills him with anxiety, with fright, with anguish that he has such a sickness. But then the doctor tells him, but you know, surgery is very, very successful. Does that dispel the anxiety? No. It doesn't dispel the anxiety, it doesn't dispel the fear, it doesn't dispel the anguish. But somehow or rather, it superimposes an optimistic context on that anxiety, on that anguish. Al-Ki'ena Lokai B'Kivi says this one was a mistake. It's a mistake. Kodesh Baruch Hu, Kol Mokom Shagalu Ishkino Gal Seymohem. Kodesh Baruch Hu, it's always true. Al-Achaz Kam V'Kam HaSeris Yimei Tshuva, Dirshu HaShem Behimotso, Ka'u B'Yoso Ka'u. Kodesh Baruch Hu is accessible, is waiting, Kaviyochol, that we should do Tshuva. So the anguish, a person has to experience the anguish. If I don't experience the anguish, so then I'm going to go 50% of the mikveh. It's not going to do anything. It has to be b'chol avav chol chal nafshecha. But if I experience the anguish, so then the anguish is not going to be something that's so depressing that l'achvon l'tzlan it paralyzes, because it's going to be in this optimistic context of the tachas ha'shalavatas ha'shalam l'kecha v'simcha v'shliach tzibor who sang the vidoy because we know of the Haftacha that Yemina Pshuta Lekavel Shavim. It's very, very well known when Rabbi Yon and Shari Tshuva talks about the different reasons for the mitzvahs Achil and Erev Yom Kippurim. So he says that one of them is uh, that the Simcha and Erev Yom Kippurim because of the impending Mechilas Avonos. So that coexists. That doesn't displace any of the any of the anguish, any of the anxiety, it doesn't contradict, it's so like but what it does create is, is an optimistic an optimistic uh, context. So Halavai should, should, should uh, help us all that, uh, to be Mekayim who to do a tshuva b'chol leibu b'chol nefesh, to experience that ve'inisem, but also to be able to experience the, the, the simcha of mechilas ha'vonos.